Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager of Evergreen Crossings Independent Senior Living and author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. Every episode, I make it a point to sit down with subject matter experts, industry area subject matter experts to find out what they've learned along the way so that we can then in turn share it with uh, Connecticut seniors and their families. With me on the show today is a Connecticut teacher and author of the book, The Storm, How Young Men Become Good Men. Dan Blanchard is with me. Welcome, Dan. Hey, Bill. Happy to be here today with you. So The Storm is about, uh, it's it's a fictional piece, but based on Dan's teaching, is uh, about a teen struggling with life in a violent and frustrating world. He's trying to do what he can, but he's angry about the hand life has dealt him. And there's so many young men out there like that. Um, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> now, you tell us quickly a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you are, where you're working. Yeah, I work in the New Britain School District. And just a little something about myself real quick was I grew up in a very rough, dysfunctional home myself where me and my brother, you know, had some really, really difficult times with my father, uh, who was not exactly the best role model or best father. And I became an inner city school teacher where I saw more and more boys who were struggling to, um, you know, just sometimes just be decent. You know what I'm saying? And they were really struggling with trying to make it their way in life. Many of them didn't have good role models, good father figures or absent father figures. And I just, I was getting really worried about the next generation of boys that's coming through and coming up. And at that point, I was like, I need to do something about it. So I sat down and wrote a book called The Storm. And and all we have to do is open the newspaper and see how many young men are lost out there. Uh, you work at a special school, and you don't have to name it if you can't, but what kind of school do you work at, and uh, what does it specialize in? Well, I've worked at a lot of different schools over the years, but the last four years, I've worked at a school that I'm really enjoying. It's an alternative school in New Britain, uh, alternative high school. We do get some middle school kids, but it's mostly high school kids, and they are on the special education teacher who teaches all the history classes and a life skills class also. So I'm dual certified in history and special ed. So I'm getting the best of both worlds. And to do that, I enjoy, I enjoy teaching in both worlds of special education and history. I think history's got some great life lessons for all of us and particularly the young boys that I'm trying to develop into young good men. So one of the things that the reason I asked you to come on the show is because seniors are listening. Seniors listen to the show, those specializing in the field, working with seniors. And one of the things we really want to try to do is to get, uh, and I think your book touches on this, The Storm. Uh, and by the way, we're going to give some copies away, so be listening uh, a little bit when we give out the number so you can win a copy of The Storm. We're looking for or to sharpen the focus of seniors. What can they do? What role can they play in today's world Helping, helping our youth, especially our male youth, get on track where they need to be. And you came up with some tips on what seniors can actually do uh, with really working with and helping today's youth, yeah. right? Yeah, and if you don't mind, let me give you a little backstory first yeah, before we jump into that. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is that parents today, you know, very, very busy. Many of them working multiple jobs, trying to put food on the table. You know, they're tired. Their patience is short. And many times they're not home. They're absent because they're working. 
you know, trying to put food on the table. So the, the boys sometimes are running, you know, running wild on supervision. And when the parents get home many times, you know, they're out of patience. They're tired, right? So this happens quite frequently. This is a great place for grandparents or seniors to step in. You know, they've been through the chaos already and survived it. And they're usually in a much better place than many parents are today who are like overworked, overstressed, you know, uh, not getting sleep deprived, all that. So this is a great place for seniors, grandparents to step in. And it doesn't matter if you were one of those parents that was stressed out or an absent parent, or maybe a parent that wasn't even a very good parent. When you become a grandparent or a senior, you get a second chance. You know, you get a second chance to do things right, to make things right, and have a positive influence on the next generation. So this is a goal and opportunity for our seniors. Yeah, and, you know, you're so right. And I think, uh, when I think back to families from the old days, it was automatic. Before senior living was out there, a lot of the seniors moved in with the younger families or vice mm-hmm, versa. Mm-hmm. And so when the parents are gone off to work all these hours, the grandparents got to step in and had a role now yep. and, and to coach and to mentor and guide. But that's gone now yeah, that's because totally seniors are now. plucked out of the, first of all, they want to live at home alone. Yep. Uh, and, and then, and if then possibly they're off in, in senior living before the assisted living days. Yeah. And you could see the, the detriment to society and to our young people and our young men, particularly that the grandparents are not like they part of the, ex- the extended family. You know, I always say, you know, when did things start getting rough? I think it was when they, you know, when that happened, when they, when the grandparents were not part of the extended family anymore, and when they took the porches off the front of the houses and put the porches in the back of the houses. You know, the porches, you sat on the porch, grandparents included, sat on the porch, and you watched all the neighborhood kids playing. And if Billy did something he wasn't supposed to be doing, somebody yelled, oh, Billy, stop that now! (laughs) You know, but eventually the porches ended up in the back of the houses. The grandparents ended up out of the houses. And you get the kids don't have supervision these days. They don't have that wise elder in their lives anymore. And it's hurting them. Uh, Eddie Haskell from Leave it to Beaver. You know, that when Beaver's parents would leave, you know, Eddie Haskell, mm-hmm. that's when the mischief started. Yeah. And oftentimes families back in those days, the friend would say, your parents are going to be away. Let's go do this. And they would say, I can't. My grandparents are here watching exactly. me. Or they're next door. Or they're on the porch. They'll exactly. see what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. we've lost that value. We, we so have. And... We, we've lost the part where grandparents believe they have value or where seniors believe they have value. You know, today's kids are different. They're very different. They're much quicker to talk back to you, to ignore you, to act like you don't exist or be obstinate. And there's a whole bunch of other adjectives I could throw in there. And when, when that happens, you know, whether you're an adult, uh, going through the, you know, the craziness of being a parent or whether you're a grandparent or a senior, you tend to think that you're not making a difference in these kids' lives. So why bother? You know, why waste your time on some kids that's not going to listen to you anyways? And here's a big problem. When I was very active with working with parents, parents would come to me and say, my mom lives with me and she won't mind her own business <laughs> because parenting has changed. Mm-hmm. Because even back in those days, everybody parented the same way. Now that we have yeah. all these different philosophies, so you get a mom who moves in with her daughter and now she doesn't like the way what she sees, what the way her daughter's, mm-hmm. you know, why are you letting them get away with this? And the grandmother, yeah. you know, the, the mom, is the, the grandmother's going, this is crazy. And yeah. then the, her daughter's going, Mom, you had your chance. You know what? <laughs> and so I used to tell parents, when you're away, let the parents, let the grandparents raise them 
how they want. You're not mm-hmm. there in the house. Yeah. When you come back in, you're going to have to have an agreement that now you're back in the house, now things go back to your rules. And some people say, well, that's confusing to kids. They have two different set of rules. They go, okay, well, that's no. fine. That's the way the world works these days. They'll just learn when grandma's here, yeah. I get the extra cookie. When mommy's yeah. home, I don't, you know, and they'll exactly. learn from that. You know how it is. You know, you walk into a ball game and you have certain expectations for how you behave. You walk in the church on Sundays. You have different expectations for how you behave, and you get that. So I think you can get the mom and grandma. You can figure that out. <laughs> you really can. Let's hit up these points. Uh, we only got a few minutes left, but I want to hit up the points that you came up that are really good. Uh, coming out, we're uh, interviewing uh, Dan Blanchard, author of the book The Storm, How Young Men Become Good Men. I hope you find it on Amazon. But you came up with four good points on making use of today's seniors. And the first one you said was get them, urge them to volunteer and get them to participate, get out of their homes, get away from the chessboard, get out of the rocking chair, and get somewhere to volunteer. Where where could they volunteer? Oh, there's all sorts of places. It's like never-ending. I know I get asked a lot like to go into schools, um, like career days, you know, come in and talk about your career, maybe the career you used to have. You know, um, I see people volunteering to, you know, assistant volunteer coach. You know, they're coaching like their grandkids' little league team. And there's so many teams or leagues that don't play because they don't need volunteers. Exactly. Because the dads and the moms are too busy working multiple mm-hmm. jobs. Why not, right? Another great opportunity for seniors. There's so many clubs, sports teams, organizations that are looking for volunteers that can't find them these days. So get out there. You know, get out there and make a difference. I mean, you don't have to be able to hit a home run to teach a kid or help a kid play baseball, you know, coach a kid play baseball, whatever it may be. There's so many opportunities in the schools, in the sports, in the organizations. I mean, heck, take an interest in a kid down the block who you see, uh, you know, it looks like he doesn't have anybody. So let's, um, so let's volunteer. I want to talk about the second one, which is guest speaker. Be a guest speaker. Where would they be a guest speaker? Are you thinking from the school's perspective or what? Well, as a school teacher, that's probably the first one that pops into my mind. You know, schools love having people come in to guest speak. And if you're willing to do it for free, school budgets are tight. So if you're willing to do it for free, I mean, you have knowledge. You have experience. You have wisdom. Come into the school, you know, saying get out of your house. You're going to feel a lot better, too, once you leave the school knowing you just did something positive. Now, you've never taught in a vocational school, right? But could you have somebody – do you think you could have – Somebody like somebody who is good with woodworking to teach in a woodworking class oh, in a absolutely. vocational school, absolutely. or a farmer who's now retired who could work with the FFA mm-hmm. kids. You know, yeah, it's unlimited what you can do. Only your imagination's holding you back. Good, good. And you did mention career day, so that's something that schools have, and they would be open to having someone talk about yeah, how they uh, how mm-hmm. they built a career. In yes. their young man days before yep. they retired, right? And this is important because kids today, they don't know what they want to do. You ask them, they say something like, I'm going to be a YouTube star, or TikTok star, <laughs> or whatever. I mean, they don't really know what they want to do. Yeah, if you sit there and talk, mention some careers to them, they're like, what the heck is that? You know. So it would be good to have people come in and talk about different careers to the kids and help them you know, maybe figure out which way they want to go. Another thing is most schools have like a history day. So why not come in? And say what it was like during the Eisenhower administration or maybe the Reagan administration, you know, or when they when they built something. Right. Maybe the, the my students, they don't really truly know what the Twin Towers were. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they go, oh, I heard something about airplanes or something. You know, I mean, why not come in and say, where where were you that day? What was it like when you heard that an airplane flew into one of those uh, those buildings? And can you see the, 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 the joy of a newspaper editor going, 
he's talking at the school. Let's do a story on that. Oh, absolutely. Let's do a story on Mr. Jones on the street who's now going in to talk uh, each semester about the war or what he experienced, right? Yeah. I mean, I tell my students, I go, I remember I thought it was a joke. I was like, oh, my gosh, that can't be true. And, or some little Cessna plane. Wow, how did he not just steal his buildings? I mean, those were my initial thoughts. And that could lead to great conversations with the kids. But when seniors go in, when seniors become active, especially with our youth, you know, it makes them feel younger. It makes them feel more, for, feel more valuable and more alive. So do it. Why not do it? So we're uh, talking with uh, Dan Blanchard, a good friend of mine. We go back quite a few years uh, when we were speaking and writing together, and he's written the book, uh, The Storm, which is actually a series of Granddaddy Secrets. It sure series, is. Right? Yep. So they, they Google Granddaddy Secrets, they're going to find a lot of books I've written. All right. And uh, coming up in the next uh, segment, we're going to give uh, some copies. You brought some copies to give away, so we're going to handle that. Um, but for right now, is there a, a website or something people can uh, yeah, find Yeah, absolutely. You? you can definitely check me out on granddaddysecrets.com or danblanchard.net or any of the social media channels you'll see me on, Amazon, Dan Blanchard, I, I'm on all of them, so right. check me out. You've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's family and adults to help them get the most out of life and to really enjoy the life they have now. Listen to us next week. We'll see you then.